sure you hold on tight. Papa, did you see that? That's my girl. My mother, father, and I are all borrowers. <sighs> Promise you won't let our daughter get eaten or squashed like a bug. We borrow things like soap and cookies and sugar. Things that humans don't miss if they're gone. <laughs> We've been seen and borrowers aren't supposed to be seen. Welcome back everyone, you are listening to the Me and My Dad Watch Anime Podcast, where borrowers only take what they need. My name is Drew and I'm here with my dad David. Greetings friends. And this week, we watch Hiromasa Yonbayashi's The Secret World of Arietti. But before we get into the show, let's let the people know. Dad, what are we under the influence of? In this episode, we are under the influence of true myth. <clears throat> Hell yeah. Because our borrowers are the true, myth of the house. Or are they yeah. the myth? Well, I think it would have to apply to the borrowers. Yeah. And if we were says, trying to make some weird connection. Her secret is patience. That's written on the label here. Oh, yeah. I remember commenting on Paso that. Paso Robles. All right. Hit him with the pour. <clears throat> Let's hit him with the pour. It's not like a weak stream. It sounded like you were kind of yeah. like, <laughs> you had a prostate issue. Yeah. <laughs> That's too bad. Well, Here's uh, the, the pardon pour sip. Yeah. Well, now that we might need to get our prostates checked, uh, <laughs> is there anything that you wanted to tell us about this movie, Dad? Yeah, it's a 2010 Japanese animated fantasy film directed by Hiromasa Yonabayashi. Yeah, sure. And it's his uh, feature film debut. Mm -hmm. And obviously, um, uh, Miyazaki was involved mm -hmm. as the uh, he adapted the screenplay. Uh, it was based on a 1952 novel, The Borrowers, by British author Mary Norton. Miyazaki loves his, his female British authors. It feels yeah. like he adapts a lot of that uh, material. What else was she involved in? Because I remember bringing up the fact she's also the author of a book that Disney did called Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Really? Yeah. Huh. And as a kid, I thought that was the coolest movie ever. I remember going. I'm probably what is it like, about? Witches and wizards type of thing? Yeah, it was about Angela Lansbury was in it, and oh. she was like a, you know, apprentice witch or something weird. She was trying to become a witch. And, was she hot? And basically, <laughs> no. Angela no. Lansbury was. A little I didn't know older. if she was like young Lansbury. <laughs> I didn't know like what age she no, was. No, she was a little older, and um, she still could be hot. It was during the Nazi. Um, occupation or something like that she the, the well you'd have to watch the movie okay. I'm not, <laughs> it's a nazi i watched it when i was like six i don't even remember all this nazi wizard movie where angela lansbury isn't hot it well, doesn't the, sound like it's really the actual the bed it was bed knobs it was like a bed knob and you could twist it and it uh -huh. would go you know you could travel Ooh, that is cool yeah okay the conceit is fine i don't know about the nazi stuff we'll go on <laughs> well she helps defeat the nazis oh okay yeah. <laughs> that's fine she drops the bomb uh, no, there wasn't a bomb drop, but <laughs> well, I guess yeah. basically she made inanimate like uh, objects come. Well, it was like armor, you know, like old mm -hmm. armor and stuff come to life and they attack the Nazis. Welcome to me and my dad watch anime, uh, watch anime where we uh, talk about Angela Lansbury for the first 20 <laughs> minutes. 
<laughs> I love Mary Norton. <laughs> She's the best. And the American cast included Will Arnett, Amy Poehler, and Carol Burnett. I uh, I only heard uh, Lego Batman because that's who Will Arnett plays uh, in the Lego movie. But the whole movie, his like gravelly lowered register was just Lego Bat- uh, Batman to me. So it kind of pulled me out of it. Amy Poehler was just hysterical the whole. Not yeah. like funny, but literally like right. on the edge of her seat. And Tom Holland made his cinematic debut in the British dub. I saw that. I did see that. Yeah. Same thing with uh, who you're probably going to bring up next. Uh, Sayorsa. Uh, no. Uh, Sersha. Sersha? Sersha Ronan. Sayorsa. Oh. Psoriasis Ronan. Uh, <laughs> call back to an earlier episode. Yeah, well, I, I would preferred... butcher all names, whether it's Japanese or American, I guess. Yeah, you have that <laughs> uh, that dad tendency to fuck up names. Uh, what's her also, face? Yeah. Olivia Coleman was in this one, too, in the British dub. Actor, yeah. uh, uh, Oscar winner. No, I didn't. I, I missed that one. Hmm. But um, also, there was a movie called The Bowers with John Goodman in it. Yeah. It's based sort of on the book uh, by Barry Norton. Also had uh, uh, Tom Felton, who was Draco Malfoy. He was in that as well as like one of the kids. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah, I watched the trailer, but I didn't didn't pick up on that. No. And Rotten Tomatoes, critics gave it a 95. Wow. Based on 151 reviews. And the audience gave it an 85 based on 10,000 plus reviews. Which I really don't get. I would thought the audience would, you know, really love this movie. That's usually the case. Uh, it feels like with Ghibli movies, critics have a little bit, uh, have like a semi-hard dick for it immediately before yeah, they even see what it yeah, is. Yeah, that's true. So they're always willing to bump it up five to ten points otherwise. But the, those don't really reflect the letterbox, I'll be honest. There was kind of a lot of people who were saying how boring this was, just how... Uh, just how it didn't do it for him, and I guess I can just jump right into uh, a few that I had picked out. So, Half Star by Tannen on March 31st, 2020. Disney ruins everything. I don't think they're wrong. I think once you get into the, the Disney sphere, you have sold your soul. And how did Disney ruin it, though? Well, there was a lot of Disney voice actors uh, who were chosen, but... I think this is more of a general thing. I mean, Star Wars was arguably bad before, but didn't get any better with uh, Disney. The Marvel Cinematic Universe has destroyed cinema, and that's all Disney. So I'm 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 anti Disney, although we pay them every month for a Disney Plus account that we don't use. Yeah, no kidding. Huh? <laughs> We're still on their payroll, or excuse me, yeah, the other way around. Uh, Andrew Woods uh, for one star on February 19, twenty one. I hate movies about little or tiny people. And I just thought it was funny that, you know, I had this idea in my mind that, you know, Andrew would walk into a room and he would see maybe like his girlfriend on the couch, like, oh, what you watching? It's like, oh, uh, you know, this and that. He's like, well, how tall are they? (laughs) It's like, well, I don't fucking know. Like, I'm not going to watch this with you unless I know exactly how tall the characters are. I mean, I don't know how many movies are out there that have tiny people, but. Well, uh, the Grinch is technically a tiny people movie because they're all on the on a snowflake. And then really anything with Dr. Seuss is usually like scaled. Horton Hears a Who. No, that wasn't um, the Grinch. Yeah, the Grinch. They're, they're on a snowflake. snowflake. That you, They zoom out of the thing at the end of the movie and it's on a snowflake. Hmm. Trust me, Dad. I've I've had sex to the Grinch, so I would know. Wow. <laughs> Not specifically with 
or for the Grinch, but I didn't in the know background. that movie did that for you. It, you know, it was more circumstantial than anything. But the Grinch <laughs> was a, a, a playing at one point in my life. So you were time. watching it, and then suddenly you guys broke into a pretty session. much, yeah. yeah. It was one of those things where, like, once the Grinch started trying on uh, those pants, and he like going to uh, that festival. That's when I got hot. When I saw how thick the Grinch was. Then I had bought in at that point to actually <laughs> sleeping with this girl. Uh, <laughs> another two stars by Gnomes Forever on February 12, 2021. I just want the adventures of Spiller in his teapot boat, please. And I think Spiller was a criminally underutilized character to have brought into this movie and to not let him at least shoot his bow and arrow at like one person. Yeah, really? He should have shot Sean right in the fucking throat right at the end. Yeah, I can see that as a spinoff. That'd be do- I, I I would be more inclined to watch that than maybe a, a narrative sequel. You know, Adventures in a teapot. Yeah, <laughs> that would be cool <laughs> if he's just fighting the giant fish at the end. Yeah. Spiller was yeah. Spiller Spiller needed more screen time. Uh, another two stars by Rain on December twenty sixth, twenty twenty. Pack it up, BFG. And I just wanted to ask you a quick question: Would you rather have a giant friend or a borrower size one? Because I'm more inclined to think that I would only want like a borrower size friends. If I had to choose between one or the other, I can't imagine hanging out with like a giant. Yeah, because you you know I mean you could hide the borrower and that could probably come in handy for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hide I mean, it in your ass. No, <laughs> which gets Holy right into the, <laughs> which gets right <laughs> into the next comment. Liam C uh, for two stars on September second, twenty twenty. Does he want to fuck that little tiny girl? I don't understand why anyone would think this is a good Ghibli movie. And that was, once he called her beautiful and told me that, you know, he said he was going to die, I immediately had this idea in my mind that this kid was somewhat of a pervert. Because you're desperate at that point. You're 13, 14 years old. You know you're never going to have sex because you're going to die. He'd probably have at least like, I don't know. Wait prob- a minute. This, it doesn't even work. What do you mean? You can't. I mean, the she's like, Two inches tall. Well, you know those things where like someone would put like what a is gerbil. This, hentai? Well, no. You know how like people <laughs> put like gerbils up their ass. Ah, oh, that's how I kind of imagine no, that relationship no, no. being. It would be all you're like gonna, no. chewing mostly. <laughs> Liam, you're a sick motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, Liam, come on, you fucking. You want people? To Don't even ass? bring that up. That's stupid. Yeah. This is a Ghibli movie. <laughs> We're not allowed to make these jokes. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe episode, what, 33, and you're finally putting your foot down. It's like, I won't be associated with this filth. Come on. I won't. Come on. We got to make these jokes. These are these are the only things. I I don't care about the jokes. I'm just saying, Liam. I mean, Liam, why'd you you even have to go there? Yeah. Well, we were all thinking it. No, (laughs) I was not thinking it. (laughs) Just me? Just me, then. You sick mother. Uh, whatever. All right. Two stars from Todd G on July 2018. Tiny houses are all the rage. Would you live in a tiny house? Because I think I would. I would be down for it. Yeah, house. I don't have a problem with tiny house. I know you could buy like a tiny house for like 10 G's from uh, Home Depot or something like that. They have like, you can just carry it out on a I truck. mean, if it came down to that, yeah. That'd I'd, be cool. I'd be cool with a tiny house. Yeah. Uh, another two and a half stars by Fishwick on November 24, 2020. Didn't really pay attention to this one, just vibing whilst making meatballs and drawing. And I just thought it was weird that they would be making meatballs and drawing at the same time. It feels like their hands would be really gross, and it's yeah. just playing in the background. I don't know, Fishwick. You're maybe you need to separate the multitasking. We're all probably not as good at that as we think. Uh, That's another, yeah, <laughs> another two and a half stars by Mark Marshall on November fifteenth, twenty twenty. Psoriasis Ronin or Sersha Ronan, <laughs> stars Sersha, as the littlest woman. Yeah. 
Uh, did you say, see Little Women, the new one? Yeah, I did. That was when I really fell in love with Florence Pugh. That was when I like bought all yeah, my Pugh stuff. Well, we watched it on your recommendation. Mm-hmm. You weren't you weren't for it. You didn't no, care for I Chalamet. Mean, how many times can you watch Little Woman? Yeah. Well, I'm a Greta Gerwig stan, so I, I was down for it. Uh, and then finally, Emma Thompson. I mean, Watson was in it. Emma she Thompson. was. Yeah. yeah. Still didn't have a great role in that, unfortunately. No. I want more from Emma Watson all the time. Uh, and then finally, two and a half stars by Cinephile on May eighth, twenty twenty one. The moment you try to entrap something, its value of existence disappears. And this feels very symbolic of maybe another point that I'll get into with my spotlight. But uh, now that we've illuminated the Internet's thoughts, maybe more so than uh, we actually anticipated with uh, in terms of ass eating. Uh, Dad, where would you like to shine your spotlight? Uh, first off, I mean, obviously, this is uh, you know really stunning piece of animation, mm-hmm. um, as most Ghibli movies are. This was pretty nice, though. It had yeah. a lot of pretty things to look yeah. at. I mean, I can just watch a Ghibli movie just for the, you know, the beauty of the animation. And, you know, I could care less about the story. Mm-hmm. All right. Maybe then not really. But and uh, I the thing is, I find it hard to believe that one borrower, this uh, pod mm-hmm. could create this intricate, you know, all these passageways, these mechanisms to transverse the house. Mm-hmm. There's just like a lot of, you know, cool stuff that. How did he, you know, really able to, you know, manufacture this stuff? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of places where they have nails driven into the wood. Like, how the hell would he drive a nail into the wood? I have absolutely no idea how they could have generated that power. You're completely right on that fact. I had not even thought of it. I was just like, oh, yeah, they just have all these things. They live in the wall. But that makes just the nail thing alone seems pretty ludicrous. To yeah. Me. And uh, Arietti never seems to listen to what her parents tell her. If they tell her not to go, she automatically, you know, goes against whatever they tell her to do. But what fourteen is really fourteen year old is really going to listen? Well, I also find it funny that she goes outside, but she's never been in. She's what fourteen years old, and she's never been inside the house. But she's like able to go. You know, wouldn't yeah. outside be more dangerous than inside? I guess it's always the thing with people. And I also just realized I fucked up a question later. So Joe Cuck is going to be mad at me. But <laughs> but yeah, the, the inside versus the outside thing, I think it was all human-centric. It wanted to drive home the message that people were the bad thing. But maybe not so much the outside where raccoons and cats can fucking eat you alive. Right. And uh, humans are called beans? I thought they were saying beings. But it did no, sound like it, beans. It's not, I mean, I thought they were saying beans. I like that more. I, uh, I like that idea more that they call them beans. <laughs> the beans. We need to stay away from the beans. <laughs> or maybe that's what it was. Human beings. But yeah. they're human beings in a small form. But I guess that's a funny idea. Like, how do they classify themselves within? I mean, do they have any concept of science? Like, what is how did this even happen? Are we just supposed to believe that the borrowers were just some subspecies of human that pretty much just started living off of the the bigger human space it's really a strange idea i don't know how i would like an explanation to where they came from and i'm it's interesting that they just associate themselves as bower bowers 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 yeah Yeah. can't even say that word (laughs) wow this wine is strong you did have one with lunch so you are 1d yeah um because why do they just need to keep taking things you know what i mean Mm -hmm. what i mean i can understand they'd be grabbing food and stuff like that. But I mean, other than just grabbing 
you know, different objects. Because you can see all these things that they've taken, and they seem like they have no purpose to even have them. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a pair of scissors that they, it shows, and it's like, what did he need those scissors for? Yeah. I think it's like a parasitic relationship. This really must have been, if we're trying to explain where these things come from, I think it was a split. It's almost like the things that glom themselves on to, like, fish under the sea, like, hanging onto their bellies or something like that. That's what a borrower is. Yeah. It's just, like, some subspecies that is... Uh, but it just seems like that's the their main thing, is that they have to just go, you know, at night and grab little, ob- you know, borrow objects. Yeah. I mean, and they don't how, even borrow it. They do just take it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like I they mean, how many objects do they need? You know what I mean? It's it's sort of weird. I like how one of the things that uh, Arietti said that she needs to survive is cookies. That was like, we just take like tissue paper, cookies, things we need to survive. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, I guess I understand cookies. And I also, they never seem to really be freaked out by bugs. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, considering they're about the same size, you know, I mean, you would think they'd be terrified of, you know, bugs, but they seem to be cool with them. They don't seem to be afraid of anything but people. Yeah. I mean, the the raccoon at the end was like a terrifying sight to see. And even the cat is is the scariest monster in any movie for yeah. the first like half an hour or so. But like the people are the big deal. Yeah. But yeah, the bugs would be a fucking absolute problem. I mean, I got a problem with a lot of bugs, but they, you know, they just seem to brush them off yeah <laughs> i mean one of the one when they went for their first borrowing that weird like i don't know if it was like a cockroach but it like tried to hug her or something like that she's yeah. just pushed it away yeah. like that would have ruined my whole day yeah. i would have been done i would have asked to go back inside i mean the father he's like so chill too man. yeah he just like did nothing he's like yeah okay that's that's what we need to do today yeah we're just gonna go and you know how was your first day out <laughs> Pod was traumatized. That's yeah. what it was. You see too many people die. Looks like we got to leave. <laughs> Pack it up. Let's go. <laughs> Thanks, Will Arnett. Yeah. <laughs> Great performance. Uh, a couple of my spotlights were that the borrowers seem to get noticed all the time. As like a, as a species that pretty much prides themselves on never being seen or like being hidden from the, the people that they're stealing from, everyone seems to know that the borrowers are a thing. Every generation of this family has some inclination that these people are real. So I don't know where they think they're actually fucking being sneaky, but they, they seem to try to keep up this ruse that they're this underground thing and that nobody knows about. Yeah. Well, they've obviously been seen, and supposedly once they're seen, they're going to leave. Yeah. But they're still there. And where are they all, really, though? I mean, did they were they part of a larger, like, community? Yeah. Of borrowers, and then like they just like like okay, neighborhood. we got to split off, you know, and you go to that house, and we go to this house, and then like we have no contact. Yeah. They don't even know if there's other borrowers still out there. There must have been some like great borrower race war or something like that. And they then Spiller just... just basically says, "Oh, like there's like you know, he's giving his fingers, and yeah. he's like, I don't know, was that three, five, ten, two? <laughs> you and counted then... a lot more fingers than you yeah. held up, my guy." And then Arietti says, "There's hundreds of us." They have no idea. Yeah, I think that was more like she was uh, trying to make it seem a little bit more so the Sean at that moment. She was trying to not give into his weird emo talk because he was ready to die, which gets right into my next thing, because he I feel like he should have died just because he got a little bit of a boner for this two inch fucking girl right at the end of his life. Doesn't mean his heart transplant or whatever thing he was going to do is uh, magically going to work. I don't know how the magic of him liking this girl saved him, but I, I I feel copped out. Uh, yeah, what did he say? It healed my heart or something to that effect. Yeah. Made which, my heart stronger. Or... 
I would love to see the diagnostic report from his doctor. It's like, this is incredible. It's like, wait it's, a minute. Did you see a little person? <laughs> Suddenly you're freaking. He starts pitching a 10 EK- on, the, <laughs> on the medical Your table. EKG is looking great right now. It's like, oh, no, I've never seen any little people. He definitely has a boner. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with Hara. Uh, this, this is something that I will always drive home, but the the old people are the enemy. And this movie, uh, was exemplary of that point because Hara was despicable as a, as an antagonistic woman. Yeah, she was. I just don't understand that character motivation at all. Just to be, just to be the awful person. I mean, she was when uh, the TV tropes like thing that, uh, she corresponds to is a hate sink. Which makes sense. You know, just fill her up with hate and then she just swallows it all. Yeah. So I mean she, you know, basically said that these the borrowers were thieves, you know what I mean? And they're stealing buttons and a single thimble. sugar cube. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's they're just stingy. That's the thing. All the old people they want to hold on to all of our wealth yeah. and hold on to all the sugar cubes. Well, I mean, if you've ever <laughs> as I have, you know, witnessed some older people in their in later in life, mm-hmm. at some point they always reach this point where they think that everybody is stealing from them. <laughs> that woman came in and stole my teeth. You know, like yeah. <laughs> oh no, you just put them down somewhere or whatever and I mean, I just read a Dear Prudence article, which was exactly about that. It's like my uh, my old mother is starting to be racist towards the housekeeper and claiming that she's stealing yeah. stuff. No, it, it, I swear, I've I've witnessed it many times. Mm-hmm. When people get old, all of a sudden, anything that goes missing, somebody stole it. I think that's just a boomer mentality, honestly. <laughs> I think that's just part of their fucking, you know, their <laughs> chemical makeup. They just think people are stealing from them and they want to hoard. They're awful. By the way, I'm missing uh, $10. No. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't me <laughs> but uh, before you have to uh figure out anything else that i've taken from you dad is there any takeaways from this movie or any unintentional lessons well the main takeaway i got and it's you know right in the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. where sean you know as they're driving out he says it's funny how each day you wake up and never really know will it be one that will change your life forever that's a whimsical nice like, little quote. yeah and uh I like that. Yeah. Of all the things that Sean said that weren't emo, this one was cool by me. I was okay with that. <laughs> uh, I had two takeaways. Uh, my first one was only take what you need. And I'm somewhat of a, of a person who believes in the minimalistic ideals. Uh, I don't really so much like the, the minimalist guys. Do you know about those people? The dudes who are like have built their whole brand on being minimalist. I feel like you had to. If oh you want- no, I, I've I've watched like there was documentaries on Netflix about minimalists. Yeah, the guy. I, who had I the like big to associate myself with that that uh, take uh-huh. in terms of yeah. I'm trying to eliminate you know personal possessions. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be a nomad doing mushrooms every day, like I, <laughs> we talked about the other thing. <laughs> but those guys specifically, I, I'm sure anyone who listening, if they have seen it, they'll know. But there was a, a thing on South Park where they took the Hardy Boys and made them into these other people, but like, they were like the Clue Brothers. And every time they were uh, you know, close to solving a mystery, it's like, oh, I'm getting a raging Clue right now. Like, that was the whole thing. <laughs> and I think that's sort of what the minimalist guys are. Like, if they get into a fucking, like, very spare room, it probably gets their rocks off. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is just like... If, it, <laughs> if the minimalist guys in Marie Kondo 
I mean, if they DP'd her and one of them got a pregnant and Marie Kondo had a kid, the baby would come out as like a stick figure. It would come out as like a spare drawing of a baby. <laughs> that would be the perfect child. It has no features. It's just like the shape. That's taking minimalism to the extreme, though. Come yeah, on. <laughs> a DP with Marie Kondo <laughs> is technically taking it to the next level. But that's that's always the place I'm trying to take it. Uh, and then my other takeaway is that pictures or it didn't happen. And I feel like a lot of movies plots, especially ones where it's revolved around them trying to show something or reveal something or, you know, bring to light what is hidden. If they just took a fucking picture of it once they saw it and then showed it to someone, if she just had like a Polaroid, uh, if Haru did or uh, Hara, she just took a Polaroid of the house or yeah. the ki- the fucking lady. Yeah, it would have been it would have been fine. Obviously, this isn't a time where they have the Internet, so people would believe them. You couldn't just doctor a Polaroid like that. Yeah. But no, I mean, you know, obviously every picture has, you know, these plot holes, but. Mm. But the picture thing, I feel like cell phones usually are the thing that pokes a hole in most movies. But if you just take a picture of most shit, I feel like that opens up the whole fucking Pandora's box. But um, in today's world with Photoshop, you you can't really. That's not going to happen. Yeah. With the the world of deep fakes and Photoshop's and all the things that yeah, we kind you can't of believe anything you see anymore. Yeah. This is I mean, this is a disinformation podcast. I yeah. spread lies rampantly. This is just all fake news. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah. we'll definitely get into uh, what's real and fake with our three lies and a truth. We're at the question section. So uh, are you uh, prepared? Are you uh, ready to step into the game, Dad? This is prepared as I'll ever be. <laughs> Which you never are. No, no, pretty much. <laughs> all right. First entry. Wanting to retain some control over the international reception of his first film, Yonabayashi was granted the power to choose who V8'd the American release and chose David Henry for Sean after seeing him in an episode of Disney's Wizards of Waverly Place. Uh, Entry number two. Due to his own interest in adapting the project, spanning a length of 40 years, Miyazaki not only wrote the screenplay for Arietti, but was hands-on during the animation, which caused tension with first-time director Yonabayashi. Yonabayashi, Yonabayashi. I'm just going to vacillate between the two. Because he had never considered directing before, for entry number three, director Yonbiashi originally declined Miyazaki's offer to direct the film, but subsequently accepted the role after receiving encouragement from the old master. And then finally, director Yonbiashi considers video games to be essential to his work and has stated that the work of Hideo Kojima and the game Little Big Planet to be important to the making of the film. Dad, off the flip, what do you think is a lie? I'm going to say the second one, because I don't think it was a 40-year thing with Miyazaki. You think that is uh, false? Yes. That is correct. That was false, but he did want to do it for 40 years. That oh, was really? the true part. But I he, thought it was like 20 years or something. I, I had seen something where he had like known about this, and he had wanted to do it, but never had the, the means of putting it at the forefront, but... He uh, he wrote the screenplay, but he had no uh, hands-on with the uh, with the animation. Uh, so what else? What else do you think is a lie here? I'm gonna say the fourth one. Um, video games were essential to his work. You locking that in? Yeah, you were correct. So that is also a lie. He likes video games, but has no you know connection to what he's actually doing. So last two: uh, David Henry from Wizards of Waverly Place. And uh, Miyazaki actually getting declined first off by the first time director. 
yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the third one as the truth because I don't think the first one I don't think he would have had any say over the um, the people that were gonna be in the episode or in the movie. Hmm. Is so that your I'm final gonna, answer? Yeah, the third one is the truth. Be- you are correct. Yes. Three points to the Vipers. So, uh, hey, we know where the ball is going now. We have uh, our first three points. Erskine's ready to take a field. So let me send it to my co-host, Joe. Hit him with those horns. Welcome inside the Zoom broadcast booth, everybody. I'm Joe Cook. Coming to you live from CDCCU Stadium in San Diego, California. We're anticipating a great game between the San Diego Whale Vaginas and the Tampa Bay Vipers. We're XFL newcomer Patrick Vanellitator Skies. Hoping to keep the winds rolling after a late game miracle in Boston last week, but it'll have to withstand San Diego's defensive stud in the secondary. Brooklyn used my white privilege to falsely accuse my uncle of jerking off a of baby bridges. Back to you, Drew. Did you know that uh, in 1904, San Diego was uh, discovered by the Germans? No. Yeah, San Diego uh, loosely translates to a whale's vagina. That's what I learned from Anchorman. Uh, <laughs> don't you remember that part from Anchorman? I vaguely remember it. Yeah, he's like <laughs> in with the fucking car with whatever her goddamn name is. And he's like, yeah, it, San Diego translates to a whale's vagina. <laughs> She's like, no, that's that's definitely not true. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just trying to impress you. <laughs> but, uh, hey, I can't be quoting fucking Anchorman this whole episode. We have a first question to answer here. So first half, question number one. What car is Sean's grandma driving? Is it A, a BMW, B, a Mercedes, C, a Toyota, or D, an Audi? Oh, I missed this one. I'm going to say Audi because I think that's... That was the t- car that they had and spirited away. So, that is Miyazaki's true. probably uh, an Audi man. Yeah, he's doubling down yeah. on his luxury car. All right. Well, sending this back to you, Joe. Drew, the Vipers are looking a little burnt out after their coast to coast flight schedule. And this seems especially true for Vanilla Taint, who reportedly played a Jordan S 36 holes of golf yesterday. In, a dr- in addition to drinking an entire case of Bud Light seltzers. Let's hope for Patrick's sake that a bad sunburn and a seltzer hangover are the ingredient success, which maybe won't happen this drive because uh, they're going to have to send out Beef Whistle to put this one away after Patrick uh, fell off pretty hard off the wagon. <laughs> but, How many did I drink? Uh, I don't remember. It must have been at least 24. Wow. Yeah, so you had quite the day on the golf course yesterday. Yeah. You did not give a fuck. After your whole liaison with uh, uh, Joe Cuck smelling your condom. uh, I think I'm dehydrated and potentially have sunstroke or something like that. Yeah, pretty much. Not only did you fall off the wagon, you hit the ground coming out of the huddle. You fucking collapsed. Uh, so question well, was number, it a BMW? Uh, it was a Mercedes, actually. Really? Grandma was b- banging around in a fucking Mercedes Benz. So that's too bad, but you know maybe we got this next one. So question number two. After deciding to allow Arietti to come borrowing, her father says that she'll be turning how old? So A, 14, B, 15, C, 16, or D, 17? Pretty sure it's 14. You locking that in? Yeah. <laughs> you got this one. But let's hear it from Joe himself. Joe, Drew, the Vipers are coming to the line and they're asked the cart girl for a pussy package. Herskine hikes it. Quick pump. Now I'll pitch it to the left and the halfback's going to shimmy shake his way into the open field. 
Zaire bared by naked ass in East Town, Edinburgh, with the put him on his back effort, and that's gonna be a first down, Vipers. So uh, Zaire bared my naked ass in East Town, Edinburgh, was able to get you a first down there. My naked ass. <laughs> yeah, little shout out to Mayor of East Town there, but uh, hopefully we can get a touchdown before halftime, so we have uh, a chance to put it away here. So question number three. What does Hara use to beat the crow out of the window? Is it A, a book, B, a lamp, C, a slipper, or D, a magazine? I'm throwing deep. I'm going C, slipper. (laughs) All right, C, slipper. Joe, how's he going to throw it? Drew, the Vipers are lined up in their pop tamale on the back nine package. Let's see if it's enough to get the D sweating before halftime. Erskine hikes it from the shotgun. He's scanning downfield. Now we'll buy a little time with his feet before he fires a missile downfield. And it's a money shot. Yeah. Shabari, wipe my ass with my left-hand Gerwig <laughs> with a beautiful deep ball reception. And that's going to be a touchdown, Vipers. So it doesn't look like your hangover is holding you back. You're up 10-0 heading into halftime. What? He freaking wiped his ass with his left hand? Yeah, yeah. He might be a lefty. <laughs> <laughs> that's a gross idea but <laughs> let's just have the idea that he's a righty just in case okay so uh joe cuck comes out of the fucking booth runs down the locker room patrick are the reports true that you spent all day on the course and if so who were you playing with i was playing with um beef whistle <laughs> really is uh beef whistle got a good stroke uh actually he's having a little trouble he's you know contracted a serious disease he never got it fucking fixed no i mean well it's super gonorrhea no he got uh syphilis oh i thought that he was from uh remember he had super gonorrhea i mean he- no austin meadows threw a, a shuriken or a, a syringe like a shuriken filled with uh, uh syphilis and he uh. got some penicillin but i do heard that he has a weak stroke from the uh, sex tape that you guys yeah, made. Yeah, well, hey. He can't keep up with me. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, he can't keep up either from complications. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's still traumatized. I don't know. I'm trying He's to get him out. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine being a freshly, like, you just learned you had a kid and you get syphilis from fucking uh, a poking syringe? That's uh, tough. Oh, man. Especially in a, you know, football game. I mean... <laughs> After so, a prayer honey, circle. how was the game? Well, <laughs> I contracted syphilis. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was in a, I was doing a prayer circle in the middle of the field, and some asshole <laughs> threw a syringe from across the fucking field. Yeah, that was the best throw that Austin Meadows has ever had, pretty much. All right, second half, question number four. Should have been in the javelin. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Austin Meadows needs to decide what else to do with his career because he can't catch a fucking. Break. I think he's done, isn't he? Now he'll come back. I just wanted to give Troy another excuse to. Be I like Schmitty better. Schmitty Colton in my ticket balls, Worcester Sausington does have a better name. Yeah. But, you know, Austin Meadows may come back at one point. So, uh, question number four How many painted markings does Spiller have on his face? Is it A, three, B, four, C, five, or D, six? That would be B, four. All right, Joe, back to you. Drew. We're back after halftime, and the Vipers are starting in their bet 10K on a 20-footer package. Let's see if Erskine has more success with this one than he did yesterday. Erskine hikes it. Play action. Now we'll hand it off to the motion man on the reverse, and he's going to turn the corner for some yardage. Armani sleeps with a condom on Fabergé Eggleston. 
with the big scamper on first down, and that's going to be a first down, Vipers. Armani sleeps with a condom on. Fabergé Eggleston got you that one, so he probably is wearing it to protect himself from bad dreams. Uh, that's sounds like, like uh, sounds like wet dreams. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is. <laughs> he fucking puts like uh, what an Indian dream catcher at like the condom's tip and just uh, saves himself. Yeah, Fabergé Eggleston is uh, really hoping to not shoot off when he's sleeping. But no. we're heading into question number five. What color is the hose of the exterminator's gas tank? Is it A, yellow, B, blue, C, red, or D, green? I'm going to just say red, you know, red danger. I don't know. Whatever gas is in there. (laughs) All right, Joe. Is is red the right answer on that one? Drew, after another three and out, it looks like Erskine is already thinking about the plane ride back. Because he's huffing one of the cheerleaders' G-strings like it was an oxygen tank. And his sponsor is giving him an earful. So uh, you've obviously distracted yourself on the sideline, but uh, you didn't have any you know, what interceptions. What was the G-string doing on the sideline? Well, he, he must have asked the cheerleader for it. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're over there in like the, the COVID quarantine zone. He ran up Just after. signaling. <laughs> Throw in the G-string. Oh, he needs it. Man. Yeah, I mean, that's how you're breathing, dude. It's like an oxygen tank for you. You put it over your face like Bane. <laughs> well, I'm definitely doing better, so I mean, you know. Yeah, that's the thing. You you seem to be just fine now. You just had to have your uh, intervention, and you came back around. So last question. Hopefully, we uh, don't throw a pick or anything like that. But you pretty much put this game away. So question number six: What does Hara put in front of Homily once she's been captured in a jar? Is it A. Roasted red peppers, B. Stuffed olives, C. Strawberry jelly, or D. Cornichon pickles? Eh. I want to say it was something that that was definitely red, so I'm going to go with A. Roasted red peppers? Yeah. Alrighty, Joe. How's this game going to end? Drew, the Vipers are going to end this game without a change in score, and I'm sure Erskine is ready to get back to Tampa Bay and sleep off this Bud Seltzer hangover. The final score is 10-0. to zero. Strawberry jelly? It was. It was strawberry ah. jelly. I mean, you, you still won the game, so yeah. you you have no reason to be upset. You uh, you even got a fucking g-string off one of the cheerleaders. Yeah, Un- unprompted. Obviously, it didn't uh, help me though. Yeah, the uh, the San Diego whale vaginas were ready to roll over on this one. I don't think they were ready to uh, really live up to their name. No. <laughs> we're uh, thanks again to the D. Yeah, <laughs> thanks D. Appreciate you for that one. Uh, well, I guess as you go to the locker room to uh, congratulate your defense for saving you on your uh, pretty much flop at the end, we are going to play uh, Would You Rather as we drink a little more of this wine Gatorade. So, Dad, would you rather only eat borrower-sized portions or all cats and crows become your enemy? So it's a it's a ground and aerial attack from the, the cats and the crows. Any cat that sees you, it's going to come at your ass. Hopefully they even come out in like a gang. But obviously the crows have a little bit more of a murder up in the air. And then the borrower size portions. Have you ever seen the clips of like... I mean, they're going to tell me that cats are seeking me out. Like they're just like coming to the house or just if Gwen sees me, they'll attack. Um, I will say that if they... <laughs> they're seeking you out. <laughs> I think I'll say that the crows are maybe a little bit more like vigilant about it. But I think because cats are a little more lackadaisical... I think if they see you, they'll come out to it. If they notice that you're there, though, they will kind of, like, key in on you. 
Uh, but you have you ever seen the internet videos of like the little hamsters um, eating like the burritos that someone makes for them? Have you ever seen those before? No. It's really cute. Like someone will make like a little baby burrito for like a um, a hamster and they just give it to him and he eats the whole thing. But that would be essentially what you would be having. You would have to eat like little hamster sized portions of like your food. <laughs> How many could I eat? Uh, I guess as many as you can bite sized nuggets. Yeah. You just have to. Yeah. You have to eat everything in a borrow sized portion. Doesn't mean you can only eat that much, but it would be a lot more prep, I guess. I think I'm just going to take on the cats. I mean, I'm not going to eat, you know, small little portions. I mean, that's insane. That'd be cool, though. I mean, just have like a bunch of like little bite-sized pizzas, little bite-sized burritos, like a pie that's just like a fucking size of a thimble. Yeah, but you can't buy those. So, I mean, you'd have to make them and it would just... I think if you hired like a cook, if you (laughs) hired some sort of like specialty miniaturized food cook, that'd be cool. Well, what happens if I uh, eat something bigger? Uh, you'll explode. <laughs> <laughs> it won't. It just won't. Fuck it. Your or stomach I'll choke is, on it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you have to eat it in one bite, and if you choke, then you fucking die. Okay. But I, uh, I'm kind of into the idea of having the borrower size portions, just because if I do hire somebody who can make these specialty items and they just make me a smorgasbord of stuff, I'd probably end up being able to eat less but also enjoy the variety of having a bunch of different types of foods. I still guess I'm overeating at that point, but I'm still having a variety that I would miss out otherwise. And I I just don't want to have that sort of interaction. I don't want to have to kill Zoe if she comes at me like that. She's old. Yeah, that's true. Because that would be the first one to do. I mean, Zoe probably wouldn't be able to do much. She's about to turn 16. So I guess she wouldn't be like the worst threat. But the crows are always around uh, where I live, dude. Crows are just. Yeah, they know they're around here, too. I'm not a, I don't like crows. No, dude. A murder of crows would probably murder me. Crows are actually really smart, though. Exactly. They would get into the house. They would fucking, you know, probably try to poison you with their bird shit or something. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'm just going to eat these little tiny pizzas. I think it would be great. I think you're kind of underestimating how fun that would be to just have a big plate of just like a bunch of different things. Yeah, my whole life would just be one freaking appetizer. No, like I mean, you just have to have your. You really would have to pay this lady a lot. If I'm this, I'm imagining it's a lady or something like that, or you, I don't know, harbor some sort of relationship with your cook just so you can get free food. Or can I just cut up all my food in these little tiny pieces? That seems like lamer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess you could, as long as they could be eaten. Uh, yeah, by I a mean, bar if they were gonna eat a steak or something, they would just, you know. I mean, but that's it's so fucking small. That's like th- four millimeters, dude, of a steak. I don't even know how big. That's yeah, like well, a centimeter. you just put a whole bunch on the plate and you just scoop them all up at the same time and put them in your mouth. The what? Okay, whatever. <laughs> We're getting into the, the, the minutia of how to eat your food. <laughs> whatever, whatever. All right, Dad, would you rather have all insects become the size of dogs. And this could be all breeds of dogs, all different types of insects. So some would be like a Great Dane, some would be like a fucking, you know, a Shih Tzu or whatever. Or you have to steal everything you use from someone else's house. So anything you want, anything you need, you can't go to the grocery store, you can't fucking get it outside. You have to break into someone's house and take it from them. Or all bugs are, you know, dog-sized, which is... Obviously has his own complications. How big am I? No. <laughs> <laughs> Your normal size. Yeah, all right. Wow, that's tough. 
I mean, I can't even imagine all insects the size of dogs. It's really, really scary. It's really, really scary. But I think in what, a weird what way. What type of, what's, what, <laughs> okay, all the sizes of dogs, because dogs are all different sizes. Well, that's what I'm saying. They could, uh, it would depend on the oh. bug. Some bugs, like let's say a praying mantis is the size of a Great Dane. And then like a spider is the size of uh, like a pit bull or something like that. I think, honestly, if we can find a way to uh, corral the insects, maybe we can start getting off of meat. If we just start to harvest them, uh, make almost like a, I don't know, a farm with insects, we just completely eliminate the fucking cows out of the equation, save the planet, and we're just, uh, you know, selling fucking insect meat to the people. This is this is not the best idea, but I feel like that's the only way I can rationalize that. Either you're that or you're, you know... Same thing with the the shark bear. You're gunning it down in the street. <laughs> no way. I mean, you can't eat in, insects. Don't have like meat. If they're that big, though, they could. I don't know. I think we. I mean, if we're fucking making shit out of plants, I can't imagine they wouldn't be able to inject, uh, you know, a spider's ass meat with something that makes it good. Or like you know what uh, Spiller had a big grasshopper leg, dude. Obviously, those things can yeah. be harvested in such a way to be eaten. Right. That's where the idea came from. Yeah, I guess if insects were that size, we'd probably figure out a way to, you know, eat them, domesticate mm. them. Because <laughs> I, I mean, if you're gonna try to steal everything from someone's house, you would have to monitor when they're there. You would have to make sure that they don't have fucking cameras. Like you have to go through the whole thing of doing a B and E. And then you have to successfully do it for a piece of toilet paper. You know, even if you wipe your ass, you know, you probably have to be like, what's his face with the left hand otherwise? <laughs> what's his face? Yeah, I can't even remember his name. Um, yeah, I mean, it seems like in- inevitably you'd, you know, get arrested and probably go to jail. It was Jabari le- wipe my uh, ass with my left hand, Gerwig. <laughs> That's what the name was. <laughs> but I honestly, I... I mm. I don't know, dude. The insect thing, I like the idea of being able to try to save the planet by harvesting bugs instead of cows and like just eliminate because bugs don't fart, right? The only <laughs> I That's I a good know. question. Do bugs fart? Well, some of them give off some weird odors. Yeah. Like when they fell into your drink yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that sucked. Yeah, nothing worse than a bug flying in your uh drink and then excreting some sort of toxin into the I think it was like a ladybug or something. They do give off like this weird scent thing they do have a very strange scent yeah yeah. i want to say that it's really potent too i'm gonna have to look that up there's something about ladybugs and their whatever they secrete Mm -hmm. it's really potent i would agree i i notoriously have like a weird fixation on the smell of uh, ladybugs i have that in like ingrained in my memory but i i want to say just i would steal something because i don't really want to live in a world with insects as far as uh corona light you might want to put a lime or a lemon in it, but don't put a ladybug. Damn. That's on the packaging. <laughs> it's just like one of those things. It's like you can't leave it on the beach and it has like a ladybug. It has a big cross out through it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think I would have to try to do my uh, try my luck with the stealing stuff because the, the nightmare of actually living in a world where all insects were the size of dogs. That is nightmarish. Uh, and I don't think I could I could feasibly choose that. Yeah. What was that movie? When, uh, Starship Troopers. Yeah, Starship Troopers. <laughs> I feel like there's other ones that are like that, but yeah, Star Trip, uh, Starship Troopers was uh, pretty much where I thought about it when yeah. I was thinking of this. All right, so are we both stealing stuff, or are you going with the other one? 
Yeah, I guess so. All right, cool. Maybe we can be a team. Uh, that would be maybe the best case scenario. We have to just do everything together. Be a master, you know, thief. Yeah, we'd be like uh, uh, Lupin and his other friend. We could just do that. Of course, again. I'd only take what I need. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I'm only taking off however many squares of a piece of toilet paper before I wipe my ass. <laughs> I might even just start pooping in other people's houses. If I'm really like going in there to steal toilet paper, I might just shit in their toilet. I feel like they could track me down at that point with my well, DNA. Well, no, you would obviously remember to flush. Well, yeah. Don't. I mean, I'm borrowing the water as I flush. What? He left a dump? <laughs> Scoop it up, man. We gonna get DNA off of that. Isn't, uh, isn't, I'm almost positive that uh, presidents have to have their shit taken out of the toilet. Because if it was taken and they could use it to like clone people. No, no. I've no. seen that before. No. Where like the poop has to be taken out. It can't be flushed. It has to be extracted and disposed of in a responsible manner. So what? Like Secret Service outside? Sir, are you done? <laughs> yeah, I'm finished. Okay. Okay, scoop up the president's <laughs> shit, please. Biden's on the toilet. Can someone <laughs> can someone help me out? I got stuck in the toilet. Yeah, then you have to scoop it up afterwards. So yeah, presidents do have to do that. I'm going to put that no, out there. They, they do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Finally, would you rather live amongst giants have, you know, a normal, regular population of uh, standard-sized people, and then I'm going to say 12 to 20-foot people, giants, yeah. or be the lone giant in a world of tiny people. So you're the only big person. Gulliver's in Travel? Essentially, yes, yeah. yes. And then the first one is like Attack on Titan, which you haven't seen, but maybe the listener would understand sort of where I'm coming from here. Yeah, I don't want to live amongst giants. So, hey, I think it would be cool to be the lone giant. That's where I'm leaning to. Unless, of course, the little people revolt against you. They'd be scared out of their minds. But Well, that's the fear. You almost have to like exert uh, like a, a godlike dominance over them. I feel like first time they see you, you have to pick one up and just like rip them in half. and be like, this could be all of you if you don't. Yeah, that's in. not going to go down well. What are they going to the do? I don't know. What happened in Gulliver's Travel? I think he just pooped on them all. <laughs> no, I, I think he had to, like, he, he, uh, didn't he sail away? Wasn't that the whole thing? He crash landed on this island and that was like. I don't know. I just remember the cartoon. I remember the Jack Black uh, Gulliver's Travel. Yeah, I, I, see, I didn't watch that movie. I watched some of it, but I just can't remember what the outcome was. Yeah, I think it was a case where they just, he got marooned on this island and they just happened all But there was a cartoon when I was a kid called Gulliver's Travel. I'm pretty sure it was Gulliver's Travel. And it had a character, Glum. Mm -hmm. I think I've brought up Glum before. Because everything, he was always like... We're doomed. We'll never make it. Almost like uh, we're in enough trouble as it is. Why throw trees at us? <laughs> Very much like an Eeyore type of thing. Yeah, yeah, Eeyore. I I can't imagine I would want to live with the giants because the giants would. Very much like I just said, like there would always be a power dynamic yeah. that I wouldn't want to be involved in. No. I don't think giants have ever liked small people. No, I mean Jack and the Beanstalk. Fee fi fo fum. Yeah. I smell the blood of an Englishman. Yep. They want to grind their bones, make my bread. And, and Bone meal bread. I wonder if that tastes good. I'm sure it does for a giant, but I wonder what the, the blood of an Englishman smells like in contrast <laughs> to like anybody else. It's, it's and what did giants have against Englishmen? <laughs> yeah, what is, what <laughs> do they do? Damn racist giants. <laughs> I mean, honestly, let's be honest. Englishmen colonized the whole planet and were especially racist. So I understand maybe yeah. where the giants are like, I don't really care for these colonizers. 
But the, the Giants were actually the first uh, social justice warriors. <laughs> <laughs> we won't allow these white devils to take over our land. <laughs> we will grind their bones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, giant lives matter for sure. <laughs> So I think I would want to be the lone giant because, like I said, I want to be unless they can develop like nuclear bombs. But what would that really do to a giant? A nuclear bomb? Yeah, it would incinerate him. Yeah, you think so? If yeah, it's like a little bomb? No. Well, a little bomb. If you're like, if you're, I yeah, mean, but I is there such feet, thing? I mean, as a little nuclear bomb? Hmm. I don't think you can make one that just goes off like a, you know, in a little air. Poof. You know, it's <laughs> a like, mini nuke, and it just kills everybody in a, you know. Well, they did, they, hundred yard area and the giant just like yeah didn't fuck me yeah they did that in fallout and that was like a cool thing like you could fire like mini nukes but that is something that they has not developed of course obviously. in the movies there's tons of times where like what godzilla i think is impervious to nuclear weapons is he uh, it seems why like why wouldn't we have used it against him yeah well i guess he's in the city like would you really i mean i guess you would evacuate first but yeah that's a good at point. the end of the day you sort of have to make that decision hey godzilla He's just taking out city after city. We got to put him down. And uh, but if he's in Japan, do they really want to drop a j- bomb on Japan again? No. Yeah, I was gonna say. Maybe that's what it's all about. You can't drop a bomb in the Japan fucking version of Godzilla just because no. that that's too dark of a yeah. too dark of a. But even any kind of you know um, you know jet fighters or anything like that. I mean, mm-hmm. they don't. They just seem to just have no effect against them. Yeah. I wonder if uh, any of the big monsters. I mean. Does Godzilla have like balls? Can anyone like kick him in the balls and like have him like King Kong when they fought? If he had like a nut shot, yeah, he definitely has to have an Achilles heel somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> just two big <laughs> balls, <laughs> big scaly nuts coming off of fucking Godzilla. Sir, sir, we've discovered his freaking Achilles heel. He has a nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> what? Godzilla has balls? Yes, they're low hangers. We should be able to hit them pretty easily. <laughs> It's just like in Star Wars where like Luke has to fly in like we're going in for the nutsack, you know, and he has to fly in between his legs and he's like I used to shoot freaking mud rats out from, you know. <laughs> yeah, fucking Godzilla like grabs his balls and like yeah. throws up on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> that fucking hurt. You guys know my freaking weakness. <laughs> I won't do anything else. I'll go out to the ocean. How do we never notice Leave these? my balls alone. <laughs> <laughs> Not that he needs them. I mean, has there ever been a female Godzilla? That's why Godzilla is so fucking mad. Yeah, because he can't yeah, fucking he come. Can't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's got all these... He's like, damn it! What did you do with my wife? Yeah, he's, he's pent up. As I think anyone would be, if you were the lone giant in that situation, I, you know, the, the places that you would jerk off on, like, Little Person Island would be, like, you know... Uh, ground zero you would never be able to go there it's like these are the the sludge pits from the giant <laughs> just all come oh my god all right we need to move on <laughs> this is <laughs> taking such a left turn uh we're here at uh ghibli all grown up we're trying to get into the uh, at least maybe a future dynamic situation where we're kind of adjacent to the movie we're trying to get into the future of these strip clubs the strippers we're just trying to get somewhere else uh, from whatever we're talking about so Bit skits or sequel ideas? Any uh, any idea that you wanted to bring to uh, the forefront here? No, I didn't bring anything. All right. Well, I had the idea that kind of like the 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 movie itself. We would have some sort of gathering. I had an idea that it would be like a, a borrower block party, and then maybe somebody uh, needs to be saved or something like that. But uh, let's just see where it goes from there. I guess. <laughs> borrower block party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
not a bad idea. I mean, they're just trying to get all together and have some fun. All right, so I'm going to start now. Hey, what's up, Hopper? Are you excited for the block party? I am, man. I'm just glad to know there's more of us out there. I cannot be happier. We came here out of the blue. We took the uh, the Teapot Express, and we ended up in this beautiful neighborhood. And you guys are just the best. Having neighbors again, it feels like nothing else. Yeah. I mean, thank God for Spiller, man. He just, you know, he's let everybody in on this party, man. It's going to be awesome. Spiller is the bro of the bro, dude. Honestly. Really I mean, he doesn't have a lot to say, but whatever, you know I mean? He's just been out in the woods too long. But hey, maybe if, you know, after a couple drinks, man, he'll, like, you know, loosen up. Honestly, I think, uh, I think you know, Spiller, Spiller might have a place in politics if we're really uh, putting him out there. I think yeah. he's the man of the people. So uh, did you bring anything? Is there anything that you had, you know, prepared? I mean, I brought a, a, a big uh, plate of crackers that I wanted to share with everybody. Well, I'm going to tell you. Where I live, they got these. They have these mushrooms, and they've been eating them. And some crazy shit happens. So I took some. I don't know what it's gonna. I don't even know what they're gonna do. But Hopper, gonna, you took mushrooms. Those beans, man. <laughs> they get crazy on these things. Oh my god, that's yeah. awesome! You should save enough for the party. Things could really like pop up if you uh, somebody like bust down the door. <gasps> <gasps> Whoa, Dungle, what's going on? They got her. They stole Gemma. Oh my god, I can't even fucking handle it. Dude, come on, Dungle, take a breath. Okay, uh, Bramble, I'm sorry. <sighs> okay, so explain to me, Dungle, what exactly is going on? Me and Gemma, we went for a walk. We were, uh, we were just checking out what was going on. We knew the party. We were trying to find something we could bring back. And one of the beans got her, man. One of the beans just fucking snacked her up, or snatched her up. He walked away, and I, I was too scared to do anything. Oh, my God. This is a fucking disaster. So she was seen, and he took her. Dunk, I mean, uh, Hopper, what are we going to do? We obviously got to save her, man. Okay, you're right. Uh, Dungle, you're obviously just fucking off one right now. You you seem to be a little too uh, hysterical to be able to take on this mission. Um, Hopper... I guess take what you need. Uh, well, I, I got to go find my pin sword. Is there anything that we should bring to, to take this down? <laughs> well, maybe uh, I, I stole a razor blade the other day. Perfect. Perfect. Take the razor blade. I really I think hope I can those make mushrooms a... don't kick in. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm, if I get close enough, I think I can slit his throat. Whoa. That's... Wait, we're not supposed to kill the beans, are we? If they hurt Gemma, sometimes we have to take those chances. Okay. So, uh, cut to us, like, going through the, the labyrinth of the walls. Hopper, honestly, I'm kind of scared. I'm, uh, I wanted to play it, uh, cool for Dungle, because I wanted to be able to get Gemma back, but this feels, this feels too much. You want to say we tried, but we really didn't? No, no, we have to do this. We have to, we have to go out and, you know, save the day. Everybody at the block party is gonna, is gonna be you know, ecstatic. Everyone's going to want to fucking, you know, raise us up as the, the best of the best. So let's fucking just do what Spiller would do and let's fucking, you know, save Gemma. Uh, so we, I guess, travel to wherever the opening is. You know, we, you know, peek out of the hole. It's like, all right, Hopper, I think, uh, I think the coast is clear. And in the distance, like on a shelf, I see there's like a, like a hamster fucking cage or something like that. 
And I was like, oh, what the heck is that? And I see uh, something moving around. So, all right, Hopper, let's go up there. Let's go. All right, we, we fucking scale up on top of this thing, and we see inside this hamster cage that Gemma is just sitting there in, like, a ball. It's like, Gemma! Gemma, is that you? Yes, it's me. Thank God you're here. Gemma, what the heck happened? The bean took me, and he put me in this hamster cage. I'm not getting in that wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't think that's what he really wants you to do, but all of a sudden, the, another fucking, you know, door opens. The guy walks in. <gasps> well, hello. Uh, I didn't expect to find more of you, but I, I'm, I'm happy you're all here. Yeah, then I slide down from, you know, we're on top of this desk and uh, i've got my razor blade and i'm going for his achilles i fucking grab you <laughs> <laughs> not so fast bucko i i fucking bring you over to the the gerbil thing you're gonna be the first one that goes up my ass <laughs> what <laughs> i grab uh i grab bramble as well i'm holding my hand all right boys what's it gonna be who goes in first not me man i i i what do you? Why would why would you want us in your ass? Because it feels really good, and my gerbil just died, so I'm looking for some replacement. This is the best that I could think of. So I, <laughs> Hopper, uh, or no, I'm Bramble. Bramble's like, hey man, I want you to let him go. Whoa, why would I do that? I'll stay behind if you let them both go. I'll be, I'll stay behind. I'll do what I have to do. Just let fucking Hopper and Gemma go. This doesn't have to be like this. The the guy's like, well, I mean, at least you're willing. <laughs> it wasn't consensual before, but I feel a little bit better now. So I fucking, uh, I, I put fucking uh, Bramble down. Or, yeah, I put Bramble inside of the thing and I, I, I take you and uh, uh, Gemma and I put you down the table. All right, well... This is it. Tell your friends goodbye. You're you're gonna be my little butt boy, uh, my little butt toy, exactly. <laughs> so uh, say goodbye to your friends. Yeah, and then I come over and I give you a hug and I slip you a freaking pin. Use this on his ass. <laughs> thanks, thanks, man. <laughs> I'll absolutely do that. Gemma, you know, take care of Dungle. Uh, Hopper, you know, you got this. Let the people know what I did. Uh, I want to go down as a hero. Um, we'll never forget you, man. Don't worry. You still might be able, we still might be able to save you. <laughs> so, uh, somehow, somewhere cut to only take what you need. <laughs> <laughs> only fucking go as far as you're able to go, man. Don't go too far. You get lost in his colon. So, uh, cut to like some forward place in time. Hopper is, um, I guess just dressed up in like a a, a wedding dress, and uh, <laughs> the guy <laughs> the guy is laying on his back and his dick has like a suit on and a top hat. Well, all right, uh, let's do this. Uh, this is the only way that I can actually uh, consummate this relationship that we're about to have. Obviously, I can't just put you in my ass without having to be uh, some some connection between us. What you got a dick? tuxedo one <laughs> <I'm trying. laughs> 
Come on, Hopper. What are you? What are you just waiting there? Aren't you gonna say your vows and give your uh, new husband a smooch? Yeah, uh, but you're so damn ugly. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what is that? That big one eye there you got there? Oh, do you want to get a better look? No, not really. <laughs> you take the pin out. <laughs> And I jam it into the tar Oh, ah! shit! Fuck! That feels fucking good! How <laughs> <laughs> then... about this one to the boss? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you castrate this dude. <laughs> and you run off. Hopper gets to live after uh, sticking a pin in the, uh, the dick with the suit on. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even put you in my ass. I made you consummate the relationship first. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, Hopper. I mean, I'm sure he must have done the same thing to the gerbil, but the gerbil, you know, didn't have uh, the wit about it to stick yeah. it with the fucking I haven't thing. heard of the gerbil thing in a long time. I just remember seeing that in uh, South Park, and South Park has a way of, like, ingraining it. No, that's, that's been an old, you know, joke forever. Gerbil People, in the ass. Yeah, gerbil in the ass. Hey, I'm all about old, uh, overused jokes. That's the only way I could pretend that I'm funny. <laughs> so, uh, hopefully, you know, in post we figure out if that is uh, workable there. But let's uh, try to put this one on the Rushmore, Dan, as we round out this episode. So uh, first, Rushmore. It's the little person Rushmore. So uh, does Arietti beat out Vern Troyer as Mini-Me in the Austin Powers franchise, Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell in Hook, uh, the Seven Dwarves in sort of whatever iteration you want. And I guess with Tinkerbell, you could choose the character uh, in the animation version of the other one. Or Frodo Baggins, uh, Elijah Wood in Lord of the Rings. Does Arietti have a chance? Um, definitely not Mini-Me. He's no. not coming off. Mini-Me, I could not touch Vern Troyer. Vern Troyer is a god on this podcast. Yeah. I mean, the problem with the Seven Dwarves is there's seven of them mm -hmm. you know i mean it's not one person let's say it's dopey wherever the one who is like the big ears yeah, and is like okay. really really iconic yeah yeah i'd like to but i think i can't yeah i don't think arietti had like enough about her that made her unique aside from being little yeah. you know obviously tinkerbell could fucking fly do other magic shit frodo baggins you know kills sauron or at least stops whatever that hill i don't remember the lord of the rings but, yeah, Vern Troyer, untouchable. Seven Dwarves, Dopey. Even Dopey would not touch him. Yeah. Unfortunately, we can't do it. Yeah. Sorry, Arietti. So you're just going to have to uh, wait for the next chance to, to hop onto the, the Rushmore there. And uh, the other one, the mean old lady Rushmore. Does Hara beat out Dolores Umbridge in uh, the Harry Potter movies? Mrs. Voorhees in uh, Friday the 13th. Um, Glenn Close is Cruella DeVille. And then Meryl Streep is Miranda Priestly in The Devil Wears Prada. So does Hara have a chance as the despicable, little person-hating old lady? No. I mean... No. In the context of the film, she's, you know... Pretty harmless. Mean, but yeah. She doesn't have... These other ones, she just... They, they, these are nasty old ladies. Yeah. Because Voorhees is a straight-up killer. Umbridge is a... Is an, you know, I, I've used the C word on this podcast before, but Dolores Umbridge is the, the epitomization of that. Uh, Glenn Close, iconic as Cruella DeVille, and then Meryl Streep as Miranda Priestly is equally as iconic, so. Right. It's too bad. Arietti couldn't break it on 
to the Rushmore. No, we uh, we definitely got a good bit out of it, but not anything for the Rushmore. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here at the live action Netflix recast, I'm done talking about this movie, and I would prefer just to do it myself. So right off, right away, Bay. Does Michael Bay have a chance to direct this movie? No way, Bay. No way, Bay. I agree. I don't think this is really up his alley. It seems like the uh, the female character is just, you know, normal enough for him not to fuck that up. So I'm okay with keeping him away. I don't think I actually had a good director. Neither did I. I don't know why. Maybe like a I Robert Zemeckis or something like that. Yeah, I like that. It feels like he's kind of like in that zone. He would do a weird. Yeah, movie like Zemeckis this. would be decent. Hmm. Who do you have as your? Uh, or maybe your- a Spielberg. Spielberg would be fine with me too. I don't think Spielberg has done. He did big, friendly giant BFG. BFG. Yeah, did he? Yeah. Oh, then yeah. That, yeah, he, you got to go the other way because yeah. BFG just went. You know that he, that <laughs> was that didn't that wasn't received well. No, late yeah. stage Spielberg is <laughs> like, just rounding out the Steve, little. Steve, you went giant. You should have went little. Yeah, you ever seen Arietti? <laughs> you should have <laughs> fucking committed. Uh, who did you have as your Arietti? Actually, yeah, I had Anya Taylor Joy. I also actually considered her because she was, you know, as someone who is a big anime eye girl, I always kind of see yeah. her as like some of these characters. Well, that I liked. I, I pretty much went with a British cast here. Did you? Yeah, because Mary Norton's original book was, you know, British mm-hmm. in terms of where it took place. Okay. And okay. of course, Miyazaki brought it to Tokyo. Yeah. But um, I'm like, yeah, you know what? This this deserves to be all British. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Anya Taylor-Joy is like an insomniac, which I thought was kind of cool. I, th- this is actually where this is going to get really Yeah, because she can't shut her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> her eyes are always wide open. Yeah. Like, I can't shut my eyes. Well, the, the reason why I brought it up is because we talked about Will Chamberlain the other day, and he was apparently like an insomniac. And anytime he couldn't go to bed, he would just find a woman to sleep with. And that is such a charm life that if you can just not go to sleep, you just walk out of the street and try to find some lady to fuck. That's awesome. She was also apparently uh, found... Uh, as a model when she was like walking her dog which is like super weird she was found as what she was like scouted as a model as she was like out walking her dog that's how her whole career got started essentially um but i had a madeline like she was a was you know accosted by a predator <laughs> that's <laughs> always think... just that's always the 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 thing like oh you're beautiful yeah you ever think about doing modeling <laughs> why don't you come over and i'm gonna take some pictures of you it's just a dirty couch with cum yeah. stains on it. Yeah. yeah, just sit down right there. Yeah, never go for the, you know, you look like a model. Yeah, the if you want to come over and take some pictures, is like a really big red yeah, flag. Yeah, that's, that's not going to go. Like, oh, yeah, you might want to take that shirt off. <laughs> it's a little tight, right? I mean, it feels a little too hot for you to be wearing tight clothes. Yeah. We just sound... <laughs> I had uh, Madeline Petched, who is known, obviously, I think is being uh, Cheryl Blossom on uh riverdale and she was a you know lifelong vegetarian i wanted to bring that up i've done you know my fun facts about both of these all your characters like anybody i found i went back and looked a little bit of something uh for both of them but she actually had a falling out with her uh riverdale co-star the guy kj appa the uh the uh whatchamacallit the guy who was in the new michael bay movie yeah, COVID-23. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He came out uh, actually like rebuking Black Lives Matter. Like he didn't want to use his platform to support it. And then he completely 180. He came out as a proud boy. So that's the reason why. Proud they, boy. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you ever see the the uh, the songbird, which is the name of that movie, he has his fist up and that's like a white power sign. So he was he, he leaned into it a little too far. Oh. So KJ Appa is, is not great. Where can we see this movie, COVID-23? I think it's on Hulu. I think it, the movie is called Songbird. 
but I think it's on Hulu. Oh, it's called Songbird? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Michael Bay. Yep. It's not directed by him, but it's uh, produced. Oh, I thought he directed it. No. Yeah, I, mean, I thought you were saying that's what was like his new movie. Well, that's how it was positioned to like the people when it first was announced. But he was more of the, the executive producer. Like he made that shit happen. So it still has the base stank on it. Uh, <laughs> face thing. Yeah. Who did you have as your Sean? I had Charlie Heaton. I uh, think this guy Stranger Things works because he looks like he would try to fuck one of these little people. Charlie oh, Heaton. No. Has the type of look that uh, has weird vibes for me. I know that he did get in trouble for having coke at the LAX. Uh, he got caught with like cocaine a couple years ago, and I think the TSA needs to just chill truthfully. The fuck out. Truthfully, yes. I think he needs the uh, TSA needs to chill out about just like drugs. We should be able to. Take... I saw something else where he had a daughter somewhere or something like that. He's Somebody... a daughter. No, he has a daughter. Like, like he, he's a father. Wow. He's a, yeah. A twenty something seven. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. Too bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they have a podcast together. I mean, whatever. Uh, I had Ethan Huang who is obviously from uh, the Umbrella Academy. And I actually found out a cool thing about Umbrella Academy, that they actually tried to use a real monkey for that Pogo character. Did you know that? No. They attempted to use it, but the the monkey actually like lashed out at Elliot Page. This was pre-transition, but uh, at that point it was kind of known, at least to the monkey, they can kind of tell those type of things. And then they said some transphobic shit on Twitter. So the monkey was later euthanized, but... You know, they just ended up using a CG monkey. You can't euthanize a monkey. For being transphobic? Yeah, yeah PETA you would, can. PETA would be all over that. No, dude. The only time that... the only And the monkey wouldn't know that it was transphobic. <laughs> it tweeted it. The monkey can't tweet. Yes, it can, dude. In this no, particular context, no. the monkey... No, the only time that you can ever say anything mean about trans people is if you're talking about Caitlyn Jenner. Not because she's transgender, because... But, excuse me, but because she's a Republican. And she's a mean person. So that's the only time that can fly. Oh, I didn't know Caitlyn was Republican. That she, just seems like... She's like anti-trans, too. It makes no fucking sense. Yeah. She's like a, the enemy, dude. She's the worst person. But Obviously, who, some of the old Bruce Jenner is coming through or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, think she, you know, she I think she was always bad. Let's be honest. <laughs> if she ended up with the Kardashians, that is a sphere that you don't really want to be involved in. <laughs> Unless you're, you know, Devin Booker fucking dropping 47 on the, the Lakers. All right, who I guess you, have? you can change your, your sexual orientation, but you can't change, you know, your, change your political <laughs> leanings. <laughs> Pretty much. That, <laughs> that uh, doesn't change. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm still a freaking strict conservative Republican. Yeah. Listen to the, the Chris Red downtaking of, uh, of Caitlyn Jenner. He really tore into her. Uh, SNL's Chris Red had like a good bit where he's just like railing on her in front of her, too, to her face. It was great. Uh, who did you have as your Hara? I had Judy Dench. Judy Dench. She's a little old at this point, but I don't know. You're not going to believe me when I say this, but I want to preface that this is absolutely true. Judy Dench is somewhat of a Harvey Weinstein apologist, but that's not the worst part. She had a, uh, a Weinstein tattoo put on her ass. I am not kidding. She had like, uh, it was a uh, JD loves uh, Harvey, you know, Weinstein, HW. Well, right a lot of people thought he was great until they found out, you know, what he was all about. Mm -hmm. But still, I mean, that, 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 to have that whole spectrum of kind of everyone kind of knew what the fuck was happening with Harvey. It seemed like that was out there. Okay, I'm looking it up right now. Judy Dench Weinstein tattoo. tattoo. It was a real fucking thing. And while you do that, I'll explain. I had Ann Dowd 
who is the Handmaiden's Tale lady. Uh, she's pretty much taking the spot as uh, the old lady who is a mean character. She has like the number one. Wait a minute, spot. It says Judy Dench got fake tattoo. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna clarify that it was like a, a makeup thing, but it was was well, she dropped her trousers in front of Tarvi Weinstein to show I couldn't even say his name Charvy Harvey. She like showed him his butt in the middle of lunch. But she has said sexual harassment reports are horrifying. Yeah. But she said it but was. But that's a, not a good look. No. The, the optics on that is really bad. She was also defending, like, Kevin Spacey and stuff like that. Like, Judy Dench was taking a weird stance back in 2017 when uh, Me Too was hitting. So maybe uh, Judy has changed her opinion on the matter now that Weinstein is uh, rotting away with COVID in fucking jail. But, you know, Does hopefully. He, have COVID? he did at one point. Yeah. Obviously, you know, he didn't Did die everybody in jail get COVID? Uh, that's pretty much where we are in the United States, where if you are in jail, you probably are going to get COVID, which yeah. is really, really sad. Obviously, you don't want to be locked up in a, you know, people in nursing homes and, and, and prisons, boy. Yeah. Any confined space with yeah. a bunch of people is a bad yeah. idea. It's not going to be good. No. Uh, who did you have as your pod? Sean Bean. Sean Bean. He's from uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, I mean, I know who the Beanmeister is, dude. (laughs) You know the Beaner? Yeah. (laughs) Well, you can't say that. (laughs) Cannot say that, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I do know Mr. Bean. Or excuse me. uh, Yeah, I guess Mr. Bean. But but that was what I was going to bring up. He gets fan letters uh, that are supposed to be going to Roman Atkinson all the time, apparently. Because Roman Atkinson plays Mr. Bean. People send Sean Bean oh, letters that are supposed to be going to him. Oh, and apparently he has this story where he hung out with Nick Cage. They were playing like pool or something. And he, uh, I think Nick Cage accidentally knocked over like a prehistoric bear skull and it broke. Why Nick Cage has all these weird, he has like a bunch of prehistoric like fossils and like, you know, weird Egyptian artifacts and shit like that. Nick Cage is exactly yeah. the guy from National well, Treasure. Well, National Treasure, yeah. But that's just who he is. Like that's who he actually is. Uh, I had uh, Liam Neeson. Uh, for my pot here, just because I remember him in A Team, he had sort of the same. Yeah, this you know, picture hair. you have of him doesn't even look like him. Liam? Yeah. Uh, I think I can tell just because he has, you know, I know where it's from, but I, I know what you're saying. He He's apparently smoking a cigar too, and I don't think Pod does any smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that we don't know. Maybe Pod is uh is a secret smoker. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, nobody knows what he does when he goes out on his borrowing. Expedition. <laughs> he lights a fucking blunt. <laughs> Apparently, Liam Neeson has a Evian bottle sized penis. That was what. Uh, Excuse G- me. Janice Dickinson, who is uh, f- famous for, I guess, whatever. Yeah, reason, I know who she is. She said that Liam Neeson had uh, the dick the size of an Evian bottle, which is uh, pretty impressive, honestly. An Evian bottle that's like fucking enormous. Yeah. Wow. Which the same person she actually said Mick Jagger had the smallest penis that she's ever seen, which I don't think is fair. Because David Bowie said it was perfect for him. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard any stories that Jagger had a small dick. Yeah. Well, anytime anybody tells you have a perfect penis, that's when you know you're probably not that big. That's how I knew. It's like, you have a perfect penis. I'm like, come on. Say it to me straight, bitch. <laughs> don't tell me that. <laughs> I don't even know if we're talking truth here right now. I've mixed these up now that I don't even know what the truth is anymore. <laughs> I, I That's what the thing. I keep blending yeah. reality and truth where everything gets a little convoluted. Yeah, it's it's hard to suss it out at this point. Yeah, I'm getting so good at these. I'm getting better and better at fucking making these more complicated. <laughs> uh, who did you have as your homily as our last cast member here? I had Emily Watson. Okay. I uh, saw that she learned how to play cello in like three months for Hillary and Jackie. Which I thought was really cool. 
Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. I've I, tried to learn to play guitar for like 10 years. years. Yeah. <laughs> can't, can't get past like three chords. Yeah. You definitely know your, your C chord for yeah. sure, but nothing else. Uh, I had Tina Fey, which because she was uh, voiced by Amy Poehler in yeah. the American dub, this felt like a very adjacent pick. Uh, and I learned that she got she has a scar on her face from getting slashed from some guy when she was like five in an alleyway near her kindergarten or something like that. That's real. That is real. She got like slashed in the face by some dude. Really? Yeah. Well, you can't see it. Yeah. Well, it's like a, it's right on the side of her mouth type of thing. It's kind of like a small scar. But she, you know, she's kind of in hot shit with the Asian community for her uh, her stereotypes that she uses with her Asian characters. So. Hopefully this could be a way that she redeems herself in some Yeah, way. I heard something about that. Yeah, they're all like dragon ladies or prostitutes or something like that. Tina Fey has uh, maybe need to relook at that uh, as she moves on with her life. So uh, last call for alcohol, Dad. Any uh, final questions for the director? Yeah, I did have one. How does Sean know where their home is? Like all of a sudden he just discovers it. I mean, it's in that closet. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, why would they make their home right underneath an, you know, a hatch? Yeah. It makes no sense that somebody would open it at some point. Like, oh, why, and why is the hatch there? I mean, it just goes to the bottom of the house. Mm-hmm. But I guess maybe to get into the, you know, into the underneath of the house for whatever reason you would mm-hmm. need to. Crawl space. But, yeah. That was my question, too, because I didn't actually understand how he even made that discovery in the first place. Because obviously he had to have been digging around looking. And then he just must have, I don't even know. That That is one yeah. thing that was not explained that I picked up on that I I wanted to know more about yeah. how he did And it. that he would even actually know that he could just stick the, you know, the dollhouse kitchen just in perfect, yeah, it in. exactly. Like, oh yeah, I'm just going to upgrade your kitchen here. <laughs> doesn't even cover the roof though. The roof though doesn't fit over the goddamn new kitchen. So it's just like an open kitchen with the roof where the bugs can get in. So it wasn't even, Sean fucked a lot of things up. That's why I was okay with him dying if he died. <laughs> He got all these people in a well, horrible Well, both situation. of them did. I mean, she, you know, kept communicating with him. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he decides to, you know, like, he know. well, does he know that he's not supposed to be seen, you know? But. I think, I don't know. It feels like Arietti almost, like, wanted this to happen. She yeah. just wanted to keep pushing the envelope. Uh, no musky for you, right? No Maxim? No. Okay. Well, I had one. Hey, fellas, come on. Come over here. I'm going to let you guys know a little secret. If you... <laughs> If you hook up with a, a girl who's smaller than you, let's say five foot shorter, it's going to look bigger in a hand. <laughs> That's a fact. I will say the best sex I ever had was with a girl who was 3'11". My, duk- my dick looked like it was 11 inches fucking long. It was never better. I married her, and then she died, unfortunately. <laughs> So good, that's good maxim for, there, Muskie. Yeah, that's tough for you, Muskie, that your uh, 311 wife died. I hope, you know, she had a, a beautiful ceremony. So my bad for that. Uh, sorry to bring that up to you, I guess. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's okay. You know, I just wanted to talk about how big my fucking dick look in a hands. <laughs> it's like, all right, come on, Muskie. Let's fucking chill out. All right, Obviously, he- you've just told us that it's small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Muskie's freaking- talking about small dicks for yeah. the last two weeks. <laughs> You needed a really small hand to make it look big, so I mean, whatever, Musky. Uh, yeah, yeah. You need a really little person to make your dick look enormous. Uh, we well. just found out some stuff about Musky. I don't know that I want to know. Don't think anything different of me, fellas. I'm still fucking letting you record this shit podcast in my bar. It's like, all no right, man, come problem. on. Come on. We understand. We're getting out of here. 
So notes and errata, we're, we're heading out in the street about the, you know, I'm about to hop in this Uber. Uh, any corrections, anything you wanted to uh, bring up before we go? No, I'm good this week, I think. All right. Well, if you guys like what we're doing, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Leave a movie suggestion. Uh, leave a review that is disparaging to me, but in good fun, and I'll read it out, and I'll be happy about it. I just want those five stars, man. I want to see some growth. Uh, just like I want to see uh, my penis grow in a small person's hand. <laughs> I want to see it expand <laughs> into something more than it is, you know, just like this podcast. Uh, but yeah, definitely throw that five stars. And dad, what is your Jackson Maine through the window? Hey, what's your one rating? Um, Jackson Maine is like yelling at the people. Now. <laughs> I liked uh, the true myth. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I liked it the last time. At least I think I did. Or maybe it's just better this time around. Um, I'm going to give it four out of five. What the hell am I going to give it? What movie did we watch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could do it. Uh, I don't know. Borrowed sugar cubes or something like that. Anything we've said for this episode. The rating scale is completely arbitrary. Okay. Yeah. Four out of five sugar cubes. All right. That's fine. I'll do uh three and a half out of five needles to the dick. That is just a callback at this point. Oh, damn, that sounds like a that's a bad rating. Yeah, well, I've had some like weird systems. You can't go I'm four needles. To I the said dick. three and a half, so oh, that oh, would infer that yeah. I wasn't crazy about yeah. it. So you know, maybe You're it wasn't to a take needle. a few jabs to the balls. I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a uh, lot of damage to the balls this episode. Sorry to Godzilla for really ringing you out there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, at least we found his freaking his weakness yeah next time they decide to make another godzilla movie we're gonna have to send in like a note to the producers like where's his ball sack where can we (laughs) where can we drop a nuke on his nuts uh but just of course maybe godzilla is actually a female Ooh. yeah that's true i don't think you can kick her in the pussy i think in one of the wasn't in one of the movies that was the thing godzilla like laid eggs or something yeah, I guess so. But, you know, seahorses can, like, fucking give yeah. off. So it might be, you know, maybe Godzilla's asexual with no genitalia. Maybe yeah. we're just projecting onto yeah. them with these big... You know, Obviously, somebody would have thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> In the writer's room. <laughs> so wait a second. What about Godzilla's ball sack? It's <laughs> just like, shut up, Tim, you fucking loser. <laughs> Stop thinking about his dick and balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we gotta end this one uh, just like always we have no idea what we're doing we're talking about godzilla's dick and balls at the end of the episode uh but hopefully on the other end we come out with something all right so until then we will just have to see you next week yep bye don't drink a drive